0: Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to wwwchrista lunacom and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.crysta-luna.com.
1: Another episode of Paranormal, the new normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy. Here, trying to make the world seem a little more normal one day at a time. does it always happen. God, no. Barely ever. But will it happen today? Who could tell? But, as always, I brought a guest with me to try to help me on this quest. And that guest is Kevin Burke, who is the headmaster of the Real Astrology Academy. I can't speak tonight. And he is all... He also is the creator of The Human Game, which you may ask, what is a human game and why does it sound like an island where rich people try to kill poor people? But that's not what it is, I get, I promise you that, people. But we'll find out more about that in a little bit, first things first. How are you doing tonight, Kevin?
0: I'm doing great. How about yourself? Ah,
1: uh, can't complain too much. I haven't podcasted in a couple of days, and it's always good to get back to it. So Excellent. Glad to be back on screen here, and it's a double feature tonight, so always a great thing when it's a double feature. <laughs> awesome except for my sleep schedule, but you know, whatever. But let me ask you this question I ask everybody first things first. Okay. What got you into this world of spirituality and the paranormal, as we call it?
0: Ah. I've always... I've always had an interest. Um... I've always sort of looked at, I don't know, looked at, looked at my life, looked at reality and kind of gone, yeah, this is, this cannot possibly be all that there is. Um, Uh, You know, and, and it's been, a lot of it's been driven by, you know, in, in a sense of, you know, a, a drive for some answers and, and a, and a little bit of a Karen like need to speak to the manager. <laughs> I want to know why this is happening this way.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like, I I like that. That's, that's one of the best answers I've gotten to that question. Almost a hundred episodes. So well,
0: thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I mean, not i've heard that answer before but just not put that way and that (laughs) way is the perfect way to put it in my opinion so uh, i thoroughly enjoyed that (laughs) (laughs) good night everybody but no um so the second question i I asked everybody and it's perfectly okay if the answer is no i haven't but Mm -hmm. have you had any experiences with anything on the paranormal side of life whether it be ghosts spirits aliens cryptids take your pick
0: sure um it's it's tricky to answer the question without the context of you know story because you know everything is story but yes i i have um i've i've done a lot of spiritual work i've explored and trained in in energy tools and uh and and had some really just wild fun experiences playing with those with those kinds of things um
1: okay i so. i get what you're saying and we'll get we'll get into that yeah, a second, there's, but
0: there, there's, a, there's a context to it, and, and I'm, sure, I'm we'll, sure we'll circle back around to it. Yes,
1: I had a feeling.
0: Yes, <laughs> um,
1: but let me ask you this because I've been curious about this since I made up the uh thumbnail the other night for the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the Real Astrology Academy?
0: The Real Astrology Academy is uh my online academy, I, I teach. Uh, It started about 12 years ago uh, where I started teaching astrology online. Um, And it has evolved over that time. I was teaching astrology. I would teach uh, spirituality. I had some training programs. um, And it's it's now evolved to sort of encompass everything in the context of, of the human game. But it's basically, it's my online school where i teach people the things that that i know with my particular spin on things and a lot of it has had to do with with astrology and i have a uh, rather always had a rather unique approach to teaching astrology um well
1: let me ask this: that so maybe we can get a little perspective in this. Then sure, <laughs> let's try. <laughs> we can always try, but in, in this world, is a certain term. But um, what what got you into astrology? I guess that'd be a good for starting place. Is what got you into astrology? Because I mean, it, it always fascinated me, but I never got that far into it. Like well, okay. I never to really devote myself to it.
0: Um, started where you were. Always fascinated always interested in it. And then in 1992, I was rear-ended on the I-5 and with the settlement bought a new computer and there was a couple hundred dollars left over and that was found money. So it had to be spent on something, but it couldn't be spent on rent or food. So found money. And I had seen these advertisements in the back of Macworld magazine, 1992, before many yeah. of your listeners probably were born. Um, there were magazines that you bought on the newsstands about computers. And this was advertising astrology software for the Mac that would write astrology reports. And, and I'm graphic designer and I had these really cool calligraphy fonts. And I thought, oh, I'll buy that software. I'll start a business. Running astrology charts, I'll make these really custom-looking, cool calligraphy kind of looking charts, and I'll print them on this parchment paper and bind them and sell them, and that's how I got started in astrology. I knew nothing about it when I started my initial business running charts, and tried to learn on my own. And then in 1995, I was able to start taking actual classes. There, I, I had a found a fabulous teacher uh, in San Diego where I was living at the time and went through a series of classes with her and went through a series of certification exams with one of the national astrology organizations, Um, and everything kind of followed from that. But really, the answer is I was in a car accident and bought a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, you can almost say in a way the stars made that happen. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a great story and and it you know it's i love that it seemed like such a random thing but every bit of this has has been such it's been such an incredible part of my life it has been a a, an ongoing theme in my life and it's you know and i've had a i've been you know i've been counseling as an astrologer since 1998 i started formally learning in 1995. and pretty much during that entire time um i guess i've kind of been demanding to see the manager because astrology makes promises Mm. it has always promised that it was going to have answers it was going to be able to help me understand myself and other people because (laughs) other people definitely but certainly myself a little bit and under and make sense of things and I have taken that in ways that nobody else really has in terms of drilling down with critical thinking and analyzing the language and how are we looking at this. And it wasn't until I created the human game that I finally realized the the, the issue wasn't astrology. Um, The issue is bigger than astrology. Astrology is just a language. Um and, and what you need to be able to have answers is you know better stories. Um
1: well I I gotta say, I love the ingenuity you had to kind of become an, become like to sell these astrology charts before
0: anybody else was really even probably doing that. Yeah, it was it was that that and that was the thing. In in 1992, the I don't know that anybody was actually, and I was going to little street fairs and things. I had a portable computer and a generator. It was going to be this great big thing that I was, and and because you could buy computer reports, but you had to order them online or go, you know, the company that generated them was actually in San Diego, but they were just on like computer paper. They were, they weren't pretty. I made them yeah. pretty. <laughs> oh yeah. Old parchment.
1: Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, if, it, if someone's going to buy a nice, binded they like yeah
0: but it's still get. i didn't i didn't at least when i started the business i didn't write a word of those well yeah. eventually i got to the point where if somebody wanted to spend a big chunk of money they would get something that i wrote every word of but i started out just with the report writer and yeah. thinking oh this is a cool little thing i can sell these for 15 20 bucks and you know people will people will love them and didn't entirely work out that way, but yeah. that's okay. It just it needed to get me interested in astrology.
1: <laughs> Basically, I mean, it led you the way you need to go. And yeah, oh it, yeah, it may it, it may have been 20-30 years ahead of its time, though. That's what it was. Because now that's all you see on Instagram and everything is astrology readings, like 10 bucks or something like that. Like it's all you see yeah, nowadays.
0: And 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 here's the thing. I'm not interested in any of that stuff Mm -hmm. because that doesn't part of what my journey has been with this part of the, the whole, you know, figure this out, demand to speak to the manager kind of thing is what is astrology? Nobody Nobody's got an answer for that. Nobody's got a you know. I've got a definition of that. It took me many many years to come up with an actual definition of what astrology actually is. Everybody's ex- experience of astrology is like the blind men and the elephant. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I don't know if you know that poem, but it's like you got six blind men. And they're each encountering an elephant, and one of them's like touches the side. Oh, the elephant's like a wall, and one of them's got the tail. Oh, the elephant's like a snake. Oh, the elephant's like a, you know, the, the trunk, the elephant's like a rope. And they're all right and they're all wrong because they're just experiencing one little perspective of it. And what I through a series of detours realized we all know astrology by what it does or what it claims that it can do, but there's not a really clear definition of what it is, which is kind of necessary to be able to maybe come up with a reasonable description of why it seems to do what it does, because science has got a real issue with what they think astrology is and isn't but even astrologers can't define that and everybody thinks astrology is a system of personality typing basically it's about your signs it's your personality maybe it also tells the future so maybe your personality tells the future that's what everybody knows about astrology yeah and almost everything that you see in terms of the popular astrology readings it's it's a personality reading. It's, it's kind of like getting your portrait painted. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's, but, but basically you're sitting down and somebody's telling you how pretty you are. It's a great experience. It's a lot of fun, but I, I wanted more. It's like, I can't do anything with that. That's an interesting bit of information. How do I use that? You paint a portrait, it's done hangs up on the wall you look at it oh that's nice but once the portrait is done it's done exactly and i've always felt like astrology has this promise of oh no this this can be active you can use this this is something that can help you navigate your life but the way that i would see people doing that they'd be looking at the predictive stuff and going oh Mercury retrograde, I'm, I'm going back in my hole for three weeks. I'm not going to do anything because Mercury retrograde. And by the way, that is one of the advantages of being an astrologer is you get to blame stuff on Mercury retrograde. One of, I'm never giving that up. One of the great benefits of being an astrologer, but that's also not useful. Yeah. I mean, you can't really stop your life because of what you think the planets are doing. And that never interested me.
1: Makes sense. I
0: mean, go
1: ahead. I I mean, I was going to say, like, the planets have been going in this, have been making these formations for thousands and thousands of years over and over again. Like, and people don't stop their lives like in ancient times just because Mercury's retrograde. Like, you're not going to stop plowing your field for three weeks because of that. Okay.
0: So you are in the absolute neighborhood of what astrology is since i brought this up let me bring this home what astrology is is a system of measuring time astrology is how human beings have always measured time and From a scientific perspective, scientists get really obnoxious with their little straw man arguments about, ooh, that can't possibly work. You can't make that claim about astrology. And great, because astrologers, to be fair, are making claims that sound like, oh, Mars was square Uranus and that caused this. And of course, that is completely unsupported. That is insane. Yeah. There is there is just nothing that is no. But that's not what astrology actually does. Astrology is a multi-dimensional system of measuring seasons of time. And if you want to take a completely scientific approach to how astrology actually works. Astrology is statistical time series analysis. What astrology is saying is that this particular event, this particular situation is statistically more likely to occur During the season of time defined by this particular configuration. That's what astrology is actually doing. Sometimes you can't support statistically that particular assertion, but at least those could be tested now. So it's seasons, it's time, it's cycles. And that's useful. There's a lot you can do with that. But on a personal level, not so much unless you're trying to, you know, plan your future. But even then, it doesn't mean anything on its own. What does it mean that there's this particular season of time? Because it doesn't mean that that's going to be more likely for me that these types of things happen. You can't make the predictive astrology useful or personal in the way that it's practiced. And, yeah. and it's, you know, I, I, in many ways, I'm the only person that seems to be asking these questions from within astrology. You know, I started, I, you know, years ago, I was teaching a predictive astrology class. And it was just, I mean, I really just on a deep, deep personal level understood the captain of the Titanic because i'm three or four weeks into the class and i'm realizing none of this stuff actually does what i'm saying it does and iceberg cannot steer and i just kind of had the okay yeah i'm we're going to explore this but i'm realizing that i I found the flaw in this particular argument that we can't change course so let's just yep and i started to look at how how do we explain this because it works It clearly works, but a lot of the time, astrology works. A lot of this has to do with with statistics and and perspective, because science looks at the big picture, for example, and says that the odds of winning the lottery are so statistically minuscule they are so statistically insignificant that nobody that that you can look at this and go nobody wins the lottery and that is the scientific story and that is an accurate story unless you happen to be the person that wins the lottery Yep. in which case well I always win the lottery. I just won the lottery. So clearly people win the lottery. Both stories are true. But you can't, you got to know how you're looking at it. What direction, how are you using the story? What do you, how do you apply it to you? Exactly. I
1: mean, I mean, people go to, people go to astrologers because they want to just, they want to find out when they're going to find true love or when they're going to hit financial gain. And it's just often. You, Often, yeah, and and astrology is not going to really tell you that. I mean, some person who says they're practicing astrology may try to tell you that they can figure that out, but in reality, they're not gonna. If, if they say you're gonna find love this coming fall, yeah, there's a possibility, of course, but it's a small one,
0: yeah. But and and I'm, and I'm gonna use this to leverage into a segue about the human game, but but the person still comes away from that. Feeling better because they've got a story. They've got a Optimist. better story.
1: Optimistic. They feel optimistic yeah, because
0: but, of it. But it's happened. but it's because the astrologer told them a story and it's like, ooh, I like that idea. I'm gonna this is gonna happen. This is the story, and it's a better story. So can I just should I just launch into <laughs> some context? Well, I, that, was, that was gonna be my next question
1: anyway, is what is a human game? Because I'm okay. truly curious about this.
0: Okay. The human game is a philosophy. And it is a philosophy based on the idea that the universe is made up of stories. So if everything is story, when you understand story, you can understand anything, including astrology, including happiness. Because everything is story. Now, I didn't invent that idea. There's some, it's a, you know, there's a similar quote from some author. The universe isn't made up of atoms. It's made up of stories. It's a Facebook meme. That's a lovely thing. What I've done in my (laughs) Karen-like, see the manager fashion, has been to say, okay, what does this mean? Let's take this, let's explore this. Let's figure out what, how do stories work? Because if everything is story, the only law of the human game is the best story wins. I want to understand how to make my stories better. I want to understand how to address those stories yes and broadly i think i think your your listeners will will appreciate this i don't normally introduce the whole question of reality this early but reality is a story reality is completely subjective things are real because you experience them You either have a direct experience of them or you have an idea of them and you describe it to yourself. Reality is nothing special. If you're experiencing it, it's real. If you're telling the story, it's real. When you dream, it's completely real. When you wake up, it's completely real. You can't compare two experiences and say one is more real than the other. So reality is just a story. And you're the one telling that story to yourself. You're also the audience of the story, but mainly you just experience reality as the protagonist of the story. And with the human game, you can start to shift your perspective I mean I call it a game because it's fun. The whole point is to have fun. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's a philosophy. It's a different way of experiencing your story, a different way of experiencing your reality. And you know, it's portable, it's carbon neutral, it's gluten-free. Nobody knows you're playing it. If it amuses you to look at the world and, and, and play with these stories and go, oh, I'm going to engage with my story this way, because that's more fun. Nothing wrong with that. And nobody's really going to come along and say, you can't, I mean, nobody has yet come along and told me I can't do that. <laughs> and and so until, until somebody comes along and says, yeah, knock it off, um, It's just it's just a lot of fun to be able to look at things. And so astrology is this language. So so your life is a story. In this story, you are playing a character. The character, the main character in the story of your life is Jeremy Bryant. Main character in my story is Kevin B. Burke. The main character in your listeners' stories is whoever's pictured on their driver's license. It's not who you are; that's the character you're playing in this story. And the way in, so so astrology, astrology gives you options. Astrology, the thing about astrology is. It's symbolic. Let me back up. All story operates on three different levels. Okay. There's the plot level, the character level, and the theme level. Yep. Each level of story is its own story. We spend most of our lives just focused on the external plot level story. So the title of the plot level story is just the facts, ma'am. The plot level story is the external sequence of events. It's what happened. This happened, then that happened, then that happened. Everybody kind of agrees on the plot. The character level story, title of the character level story is what's in it for moi, Miss Piggy is a part of that meme. Character level story is what happened to me. The plot is what happened. The character level story is what happened to me. How do I feel about it? And that's totally separate from these external events. Character level story is how you feel. Character level story is where you find happiness. So it's important to understand that. And then there's the theme level story. The title of the theme level story is The Da Vinci Code. The theme level story is entirely made up. It is symbolic. It is big. It is archetypal. It is bigger than you as an individual. It is where you find meaning and depth and purpose. But it doesn't directly connect to the plot level story. Astrology operates at the theme level. Astrology doesn't mean it's a language. These are symbols. They don't mean anything. We make it up. There are systems of of here's what these symbols represent. Here's how they put together, you know, here's how they work. And rather than teaching astrology, I now teach how to tell better astrology stories. I teach how to take these elements of story and connect them to your personal story so you can actually advance in your story so you can have more fun. So you can overcome obstacles and achieve goals and solve problems. And it's just it has been, you know, it's taken me two years to get to the point where I can explore this in a way that it seems to make sense to people. But it just, it lets you connect I mean, you're looking at, you look at your birth chart and that means you are never faced with a blank page when you're working with the story of your life. You've got all of these possible little story tropes, all of these things you can... Um, a little story popping up behind you there. Hi there.
1: Yes, I do have a little story popping up behind me here, as always. My, my sometimes co-host here.
0: <laughs> um, so this is how this is how I get to play with astrology now. It's like, it serves the stories. We're using it to help you to better engage with your story. And the way that I figured out the way in to this is, you know, let me meet people where they are. And, you know, basically where you are in your story, you are, pursuing pretty much the same goal that everybody's pursuing. And your current goal is to get everything you ever wanted. And the reason you want everything you ever wanted is that you believe when you get everything you've ever wanted, then you will be happy. So what you're really looking for is happiness. You're, In fact, you're specifically looking for your happily ever after. This is the thing that drives most people. And sort of the approach of the human game is coaching. So it's like, okay, happiness is the goal. Let's help you get to that goal. Well, to achieve a goal, got to have three key pieces of information. First, you need to know what it is. You've got to be able to define it. You need to know you know you know I've, I've a b and c yep there it is i have reached this goal you need to know where it is and then you need some kind of a strategy of how to get from where you are now to where you'd like to be the problem with happiness is that we don't have any of those <laughs> we don't know what happiness is we don't know where happiness is, so how you're going about it doesn't really matter. Your current, for most people, all you've ever experienced are moments of happiness. And every time you've experienced a moment of happiness, it's usually been sort of adjacent to achieving a goal or getting something you want. So for most people, the working definition of happiness is happiness is the feeling you experience when you get what you want. Does that seem accurate?
1: What you want, what you need. I mean, yeah, along those lines.
0: We'll, 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 we'll get to need. Need is a different thing. <laughs> but mainly, to, you know, but when we, when we talk about need, we think, you know, a need is just something I really, really want. <laughs> I want that so bad I need it. Uh, not quite what a need is. No, But if that is, in fact, an accurate, practical definition of happiness, every time you get what you want, you'd feel happy. And any time you didn't get what you want, you would not feel happy. That doesn't entirely track. Sometimes you get what you want, you feel happy. Other times you get what you want, you're not happy. Most of the time, you don't get what you want. You're really not happy about it. But Sometimes you don't get what you want. And you're like, oh, boy, dodged a bullet there. So glad that didn't work out the way I thought I needed it to work out. (laughs) So getting what you want has something to do with happiness. But it's it's not necessary and sufficient. It's not enough. So there's a few other pieces of this puzzle but you brought up need and needs are really a bigger part of this well let's let's one thing i don't want to skip over where is happiness that's important happiness is a feeling feelings live inside you so happiness must live inside you That may be true, and, and we hear that all the time. Money can't buy happiness. That's another way of saying happiness isn't in the outside world. Happiness lives inside you. That's an example of something that is true but not necessarily real, so it's kind of you know useless because – I
1: mean, I disagree with that statement a little bit because like okay. I can buy sushi with money, and I put <laughs> sushi inside me, and sushi makes me happy, so –
0: well if if that were the case all you would ever need to be consistently happy is sushi
1: i need a lot of money for that but yeah <laughs>
0: okay, so okay and that that that's definitely a position i i think it might not be the long-term success strategy that you that you think it's not but 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 but, 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 but i'm sure there are also several local sushi restaurants that would really love for you to try <laughs> um But happiness is a feeling. We don't know how to look for it inside. We think happiness comes, you know, happiness may not be the same. Money may not bring happiness. Success may not bring happiness, but there are happiness adjacent. And so we're kind of, our current strategy to look for happiness is sort of, well, I'm going to keep trying to get enough money. And enough success and enough fame and enough things in the outside world, I'm going to keep going after those goals. And hopefully, once I do that and get something that I want, then then it'll result in me being happiness. So it's kind of like, well, summing up the strategy, people that think money can't buy happiness don't know where to shop. Money and happiness go really well together. Nothing wrong with them, but comes first yeah happiness is really we don't think that's the case but really that's one of the secrets of prosperity happiness comes first and then the money comes because of the happiness
1: along so, the lines along the lines of like if you do a job you hate you're going to be less successful at it than if you do a job you love which you'll put more work into and you will end up making more money because of that
0: on so many levels but then there's the whole, there's the story about, well, can I, you know, but I can't get a job that I love because, you know, so working work into a framework to understand some of that. So fast forwarding a little bit. Um, I'm dropping a few stitches here that are important to actually make this functional, but... Happiness isn't just about getting what you want. Happiness is also about meeting your needs. In fact, the working definition of happiness that I that I take people through to, to justify and build is that happiness is the feeling you experience when you are free from want and free from need. This is a working practical definition of happiness, but there are a few things that it's really important to recognize. Happiness doesn't mean necessarily what we think it means happiness doesn't mean you feel good happiness means you no longer feel bad happiness means you are in a place where you don't have to do anything you have options you're not driven by want you don't want anything you don't need anything you can take a breath you can go what would i like what would i enjoy what would i what would i like to create from here we think happiness is the end of the story because you know most stories we hear end with happily ever after but what does happily ever after mean happily ever after isn't the end of your life. Maybe the end of that chapter of the story, but it's not the end of your life because there's the ever after. Happily ever after means your life goes on ever after and you no longer have to worry about happiness because happiness is a given. You've got a foundation of happiness. So we get to the point, again, dropping a few stitches here, but we want something because we believe that when we get what we want, it will meet a need. It's the relationship between wants and needs. And I build a story, thinking of needs in terms of a bank account. Hmm. Um, well, think about it. if you getting what you want doesn't always make you happy. Very true. When you, but but let's look at the conditions. When does getting what you want not make you happy? One example, when you get what you want, you're not happy. If it costs too much if it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. So your Spending something to get what you want you're getting something back in return, but if you're not getting enough back in return, then you're not happy so there's a some kind of a transactional nature here so that's why I created this idea of a need bank account. And so when you maintain when you reach the minimum balance in that need bank account you experience the need as being met. When your needs are met, you don't want anything because really what you want is to secure a deposit in the need bank account so you can meet the needs. So happiness comes when you meet your needs, which means you don't want anything. So then you're free to go off and look for something that's fun, look for something that's going to be enjoyable. Happy Joy is beyond happiness. Happiness is where you start. And all you need for a happily ever after is to maintain A minimum balance is to meet your needs. Maintain a minimum balance in that need bank account. To get what we want, to secure a deposit in the need bank account, because all these are want is a feeling, need is a feeling, all this is going on inside you in the character level story, we look to the outside world. So we set a goal at the plot level story, And we think, hey, if I can accomplish this thing in the outside world in the plot level story, when I achieve that goal, I will then get something that I want, which will then make a deposit in my need bank account and hopefully make me happy. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. To go out in the world and pursue that goal, it's not free. You have to spend some of the resources from your need bank account to be able to go after that goal to try to get more resources back. So it's kind of a risk because there's no guarantee. First of all, there's no guarantee you're gonna achieve the goal. Mm -hmm. So you'll lose the resources there's no guarantee that if you achieve the goal you're going to get enough resources back to cover your cost let alone make a big enough deposit in the need bank account to make you happy so taking a step back if this is how if this is how things work this is how we're currently approaching happiness. you're you're spending money from the need bank account pursuing goals hoping that you achieve the goal that you're going to make enough money back from that this is how you're trying to maintain the minimum balance in the need bank account so in a sense the way you're trying to build your happily ever after the way you're trying to maintain the minimum balance in your need bank account is by gambling in the happiness casino
1: Mm -hmm. taking risk
0: yep but it's This is a great, you know, so it's a great story. We all gamble in the happiness casino in terms of strategy. Objectively, gambling in a casino probably not the best way to maintain your bank balance. God, no, because in the long run, the house always wins. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing the happiness casino is not an actual casino. happiness casino is a story about a casino you're not gambling with money you're gambling with resources your your happiness yeah (laughs) well and and specifically two sets of needs safety needs and validation needs again this gets filled in so it makes absolute sense but gambling in a casino is fun It's fun when the stakes are low. Mm -hmm. It's fun (laughs) when winning is a bonus and losing doesn't cost you anything.
1: Like playing with your, like playing with your grandparents for quarters.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or like real or like having, I don't know direct deposit in your need bank accounts outside of the happiness casino. So no matter what you lose, it's not going to affect your happiness yep. because you can acquire safety and validation by gambling in the happiness casino, but that's not the only way you can meet those needs and experience happiness. And this is, this is what the human game walks you into. So the next chunk of this story is basically I help you to build a happiness GPS, basically creating a sequence of stories that is based on a couple of elements from your birth chart. So that anytime you're faced with an obstacle, you get turn by turn directions to the best possible outcome because when you under, you know and again it's it's a it's a longer story that I you know I don't want to go into the whole thing here but we break you know I break down let's look at this specifically there's there's some interesting concepts that I put together here but it doesn't hold together because like like what are needs how do these needs come together what specifically are safety needs what's this game that we're playing in the happiness casino I break all that stuff down um, but let me get let me give you a specific a specific example of sort of safety resources, how that works. Because that's the main thing we're gambling for. So the game you play in the happiness casino, when you're looking for safety resources, think of it as a board game with a timer. Um, so you choose a goal and you think when you if you if you move forward, you take a series of turns, if you make it to the end, of the board game, before the timer runs out, you win the jackpot of safety resources. Um, however, each turn you take, you have to wager some safety resources. You go through this, and so, so you, you take a turn, you choose a goal, you move forward, you hit an obstacle. That's act two of the plot level story. And then you find yourself in the options market and you have choices how are you going to respond to this particular obstacle and each one of these options costs a different amount of safety resources you have to wager it's like handicapping horses here's the thing you do this automatically now i'm just sort of describing I'm slowing it down, putting a story around how we do everything. But you encounter an obstacle, you go to the options market. What do I want to risk? How do I want to respond to this? You make the bet, you pick the option, you make a choice. If you win, you get your bet back, you move forward. If you miss, you lose the bet, you lose a turn. If you lose, if the choice just backfires you lose then, safety resources
1: then then don't pass go go to jail
0: I right, pretty much you, you lose a turn you go backwards in the game you pay an extra penalty it's it's the worst case it's when you know it's like boy wrong choice so you can you know you can manipulate the safety market the options market by making deposits in your safety need account. This is what I teach you how to do with the happiness GPS. You've experienced this. Again, jumping around with with the stories here, this holds together much better when I'm actually taking somebody through it by the hand. Think of a situation where you had had an obstacle, you had a choice, and you just could not find the answer. You are just wrangling with this And it's like, I don't know how I'm I'm just... And you just struggle to find an answer to something.
1: Well, Audrey, okay, here we go. I'll give you a scenario in my own life that just kind of met that a month ago. Okay. I was unemployed for the whole month of February because I got laid off from my company. They laid off half the management team I was on. Okay. So I was trying to find a job the whole month of February. And I started this job in the beginning of March, which... Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't want to take
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it wasn't a field I wanted to go into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's sales. I didn't particularly want to be in sales, but mm-hmm. I did take it. I'm already having success in it, so I mean, lesson learned. But <laughs> there was a debate for a long time in my head: should I go this way or shouldn't I go this way? Like, I'm at, I'm at, a, I'm on a board game. There's two paths I could take. Which way should I go? Like, mm-hmm. for a week, that's at my head. Okay.
0: So what ultimately changed was you managed to add to the balance of your safety need account, which lowered the cost of one of those options. So that all of a sudden it's like, okay, because it wasn't like you, I'm assuming you didn't suddenly find a third choice no, it okay. was the same two choices. Nothing changed except for the fact that after that period of time, you managed to build up enough balance in your safety need account that the options market shifted and one of those options became more affordable and suddenly looked like, okay, this is going to give me a little bit of a profit. This is a this is a this is now an attractive choice. It wasn't yesterday but all of a sudden yeah i can do this now going behind the mortgage will do that to a man but there 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 are other factors there's a countdown clock but here's but here's the thing the example i wanted to give with this is that sometimes you do that you say i'm done i'm going to sleep you go to sleep you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden oh there's the answer and all that happened was when you slept it increased the balance in your safety need account the options market shifted you saw a better option with the human game you get some tools and some stories that let you speed that up that let you look at this and go okay i'm not feeling safe what do i need to do to add some reason you know this is this is the game this is the plot level thing I can't afford any of these options. The stakes of this story are very high. Let me go off and do something else that is going to specifically manipulate the options market. Help me to lower the stakes. Help me to see this story differently. Help me to find another angle so that I can win just from this decision. But there's a, there's a strategy with this because we think, you look at the board game and you think, I've got to get to the end before the timer runs out. You think that's the objective. Do you play blackjack?
1: I love blackjack and I've played it since I was a kid.
0: Okay. Um, you go to a casino, you play blackjack. You probably know the answer to this, but let me phrase the question this way. What do most people think the objective of blackjack is? How, Again, how do most people think you win blackjack? What's the strategy to win blackjack?
1: Well, I mean, most people believe it's to get as close to 21 as possible without going over. Yes. But the real answer is to beat the dealer.
0: Most of the time when we're playing the game of our life, when we're pursuing these external goals, we're trying to get to 21. You don't need to reach that external goal because what you care about is meeting your needs. You care about happiness. You care about meeting your safety needs, and then ultimately meeting your validation needs. You can do that without getting to the end of the board game. You can do that without, because each turn, if you make a better decision, if you make if you understand the stakes and the choice, you can win every single time you make a decision by choosing, by, by making sure you got the best possible option So you're going to come out a little bit ahead. You're going to gain a little bit more safety every step of the way. Because the objective is meet your safety needs. That's how you win. You don't need to change. You know, the goal may or may not get you there. Now, the advantage of this is that when you play with this strategy, when you're able to look at, okay, what's this really about? How do I deal with this from the character level story? how can I address the feelings and meet my needs and play with this story and have some more fun with this? When you do that, not only do you meet your needs, which gets you to happiness, which is where you would like to be, but it also increases the chances that you get what it is that you want because you're making better choices. You're consistently moving forward in the game, not maybe the way you thought you were going to but you're advancing in the game so not only do you have a more better chance of getting what you want you also are happier getting what you want because getting what you want didn't cost you too much So you, get what you thing. Want and you're happy I mean it's, it's how to beat the casino
1: which yep, that's
0: but but isn't that a great isn't the possibility wouldn't you like to know how to beat the casino of your life wouldn't you like to know how to
1: win the game of life Win the game you, of life.
0: That's literally the best
1: way to put and it. It's,
0: and here's the thing: you can't cheat a rigged game. <laughs> no, this is yeah. this is sort of the underlying the underlying philosophy. Since so we're talking about the gambling stuff, the only law of the human game is the best story wins. So you can look at the way that you're allegedly supposed to do things and you can play by those rules and that's fine. That's not a bad story. Or you can realize in my story, I'm going to find a better way of doing this. So it's like three card Monty. You could play three card Monty the way that you're expected to play it, which is, you point to where you think the queen is and the dealer turns it over. Nope. Yeah, that's not the queen. You lose. But you could also realize, can't cheat a rigged game. You understand how it plays. There's no reason you can't go. I know this card is not the queen. Good. That's not the queen. And I'm pretty sure this card is also not the queen. And turn that over. Therefore, that last card must be the queen. And I win. It's not the queen, because there is no queen, because it's a rigged game, but what's the guy gonna do? You can't cheat a rigged game. You can, and, and you can engage with every part of your life finding these fun little loopholes, and it's not and it's not i'm not i'm not espousing actual criminal activity that doesn't really work i'm espousing you can engage with things differently you get to decide what game you are playing even if other people in your life are playing a different game. You don't have to have the same values that other people seem to have if those values don't work for you. You can leapfrog from job to job or career to career or experience to experience because it's not about the money as much as it is, you know, you know when you find something you love doing that's really what matters yes and also by the way with the human game when you understand how to look at the story and adjust the story at the very least you can find the fun in whatever you happen to be doing exactly you can amuse yourself which isn't nothing
1: yep which and which we do have to wrap this up unfortunately but we may have to have Kevin back for a part two here, because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more. To, I'm sure there's a lot more to cover, and I did want to talk to Kevin about the idea of the Matrix or simulation theory, but but we will come back to that in our time. Maybe we okay. will do. Maybe we'll do a part two soon.
0: We'll I would be happy be happy to dive into that. We'll need a little bit of story framework <laughs> to understand that, but absolutely, um, yeah, of course, we'd, we love to, would love to explore that. Because it's a it's a good story.
1: We and I and Kevin is like myself. He loves a good story. As all my you as don't. all my listeners as all my listeners know, I live for mythology and I live for stories of
0: the past. So, but what if exactly your life? What if you could find all of that in your life? One of my little things was what if. The story of your life was better than anything you could find on Netflix. That's what you can do with the human game. Oof. I've been playing this in my own life nonstop for the last two years, basically, because just in the last two years of my life, I have had more fun than in the previous 53 years put together. That's saying something. Yeah, just it's just. Ridiculous amount of fun. The things that I've been able to create, and 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 goes, wow, that just, you know, and it's just, if nothing else, it's like, hey, it's portable, it's carbon neutral, it's gluten free. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So this is this is kind of the thing. There's astrology that people can learn if they want to learn about how to do that, or I can just take you one-on-one and help you to build your happiness GPS and, and show you how to beat your own version of the happiness casino.
1: Which there you go, folks, which Kevin, where can they find you if they want to contact you to sign up for all this?
0: Um, First place I would say is go to playthehumangame.com. That's going to give you the the intro video that explains the whole thing about the Happiness Casino, fills in things in more detail with some pretty graphics than I kind of did here. And there you can sign up for a little free series of videos. And that's also where you can book a coaching package with me directly. And then if you go to learnthehumangame.com, if you're interested in astrology or how astrology stories might work, I've got a class that I created that also explores the Happiness Casino, but from the perspective of here's how you tell astrology stories in this framework. Um, So those are the offerings that are currently available. There will be more, um, but those are where you can start. Playthehumangame.com and learnthehumangame.com.
1: And of course, listeners, those links will also be posted in the podcast below in the description. So feel free to just copy and paste or click wherever, depending what platform you're on but I want to thank all my I want to thank Kevin for coming on one tonight because it's been a fascinating show I thank you I've had the time of my life just listening to it and enjoying it and learning I've, I've learned and I mean it's a lot of it's just stuff I already kind of figured out in my 34 years but it's it's stuff that needs people need to know this people need but, but, to
0: know but but here's here's the thing what the human game does is it gives you a practical framework where you can actually apply these things, where you can see these patterns in your life, where you can structure this so you can really engage with these stories, whatever story you'd like to experience, so much more fully. It's it's a it's just the I show you where the levers are. There's a structure. There's a there's a framework to it. It's very simple and straightforward. And then it just, it's like, Oh yeah, here's how, here's how I can see the theme level archetypal journey of my life and go, Oh yeah, there, there it is again. All of a sudden this sales job just tapped into a lot more meaning And what I'm, what I'm really doing here is this on an archetypal level. It just, it organizes this stuff. It, makes it so much more accessible so it's not oh i'm gonna read and escape into these no i'm gonna live this i get to see this in my right. life i get to experience this
1: there you go folks <laughs> check out those two check out those two links to live your fullest life and you all know where to find me so come check me out next time i think next time i'll be live will be saturday morning but to all my watchers thank you to all my listeners thank you and remember like and subscribe wherever you are until next time listeners and one last time thank you kevin it's been a great show and thank we you, will jeremy. have you we will have you back i guarantee it i look forward to it thank you until next time listen you can of course find me on facebook as jeremy bryant or on facebook as paranormal new normal slash maniacal music musings podcast for the s facebook group you can find me on twitter and the gram as that Juggalo bastard and you could find me, of course, on TikTok as at Podcast, and on YouTube as Paranormal Women Normal. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us in everything we do if you're interested in seeing more. Patreon material coming soon.